Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. The score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. One two to Rollin. Swing and a pop up. Katie over. She's got it. Get ready, Oklahoma. Here comes Northwestern. The Wildcats are returning to the Women's College World Series. Highlight courtesy of ESPN. I watched this wild series between Northwestern and Arizona State, and I was just sitting there going, "This is, this is nuts." Like you know, I already like I love softball. And I've been talking about it and seeing that Northwestern is is going to be back at the, the Women's College World Series is a very, very cool thing. Kate Drohan is their head coach, and I'm also terrified of her. I'll explain to her why that's the case in just a second. She joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Kate, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Hello, thank you for having me on. I can't wait to hear the story. <laughs> okay, so here's why I'm terrified of you. It's because you I have never seen a coach or a manager be as calm but pointed as you are when you talk to umpires. Like, watching you kind of walk around the diamond talking to umpires about things that upset you and doing it in such a calm way. I was like, oh, that... That person is a super fierce competitor that has just learned how to mask their fierce competitiveness. I was like, she is someone not to be trifled with. That's why I'm afraid of you, right there. So I got to know, where does that come from? All right, well, here's the story. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll give you a little background, right? So when I first started, I, I, I was pretty young when I was uh, given a job here as a head coach. And I thought I needed to be all tough on the field. I would go out and I would run at the umpire and yell at them. And, boy, my father would get angry with me. And he just kind of said, like, that's, that's not how it's going to work. You know, and he's just like, you're not, you're not, this is not the MLB here. This is not how you're going to work with the umpire. So I learned a lot from him. And, and honestly, it's, it's, I've, I've gotten more calls or more, like, discussions happening on the field or maybe more next calls by being respectful and just being like, okay, what would you see out here? And, and, uh, you know, how can we get this right? So that's how we try. I think sometimes my emotions do get the best of me, but that's what I'm working for. That's what I'm trying to model for our women, you know? you got to just listen. No, I, I, I completely get that. Was your dad a coach? My dad coached me in every sport growing up. Uh, he was a fireman by trade, but a big sports fan. Grew up in New York City and um, 
just was a, was a walking sports almanac and um, really taught me everything I know about the game. So that's great. Like I always love it when parents end up sharing this type of stuff with their kids and then seeing you grow up and have this type of success and over 500 wins and, and, and now being in the college world series is pretty cool. That, that series seemed really stressful as a viewer. How stressful was it as a coach? They were unbelievable games. And the thing that I think the reason why we came out on top was because we didn't feel the stress in the dugout, you know, like, they were high-pressure situations, sure, but our team was able to, to just continue to focus on the game, not think too much about if this, if that, or the, what the results meant. And I think that's why we're able to, to kind of come from behind a few times um, and really keep our composure and also to keep enjoying the moment, you know. And us not getting tense in that moment was great, and that's what we're looking for as we take the field on Thursday. You know, this is, this is an epic stage here for our team in Oklahoma City, and we're playing Oklahoma, so – they're going to have thousands of fans cheering for them. And so it's just about staying in the moment and continuing to enjoy the game. With Oklahoma, they're so good and they put up a ton of runs. You, know, you see them and, and you go, wow, that's a, that's a scary lineup that they're able to put out there. What, what do you hope the focus is of your team going into this matchup? Well, I, I, think, I think it's really useful that we just faced Arizona State who at their, at their park, right? And, and Arizona State is a very dynamic offense in the desert at their, at their park. And what we talked about a lot with our team then, and we'll continue to do it, is we just can't give them anything for free. You know, they're, they're going to get some hits. They're, they're going to hit some home runs, and that's, that's part of the game these days. But we, we, can't, we can't give it to them in bunches. You know, we've got to be able to be within striking distance. And so Oklahoma's tough. They have top to bottom, and even, even people who don't get to play every day, really, really talented hitters. But we've got we've to force them to, make, to earn it. When I was watching the the games this weekend, I I was thinking about a, a strategic part of softball that you don't have to ever worry about when you're talking about baseball, and it's the concept of reentry. With mm-hmm. Danielle Williams, who's one of the best pitchers in college baseball, you had a moment where you chose to to put her back on the mound. How do you go about taking a player out of a game and making sure they're ready to go back into a game? So you have to understand that these women grew up playing the game that way, right? So this is so natural to us, this reentry rule. But I took her, I took her off the field on Saturday because I thought she just needed a mental and emotional break. Um, and I also thought that Arizona State needed to see something different, you know. But as soon as I took her out of the game, I said to her in the dugout, I said, "Hey, you know, we tie this up, we get the lead, be ready to go back in." And I thought LD came in and was throwing gas, and she did a great job getting some outs for us. Um, you know, and, and honestly, again, we got, we've got it back into extras, so we had another position, we had another chance to win. And, and seeing her perform the way that she did, what did she throw, like 400 pitches in, in the three games? Yeah. <laughs> That's you amazing. Know, it's so funny. It's so funny to hear people talk about the number of pitches, and, and I do think that matters, right? I, I don't think it matters as much as baseball, and especially with Danielle's style. Um, you know, she's not throwing 70 miles an hour every time. So her speed, even if her speed goes down a little bit, that's okay. We still have a lot to work with because she's able to spin the ball so well through the zone. So we just need to keep that differential between her fast stuff and her slow stuff at, at the range that, that we think is effective. I've been trying to sell to the listener. I, I, I went to DePaul. So 
when Eugene Linty was a softball coach at DePaul, they were very successful. They found themselves you know, playing for conference championships, ending up in the College World Series. So I've kind of loved softball since college. But for those that are uninitiated and maybe they're jumping on because they see a local team like Northwestern doing well, what are the things that you love about softball that you hope other people will love too? Well, I love it because it's because you know baseball is our national pastime, right? So everyone has a sense of what the sport of baseball is about. Most everyone, and so it's really translatable in terms of softball, right? I think softball is so is so cool for a sports fan, even because we have a smaller field than baseball. Our our game feels just as fast as baseball, if not faster. So you're engaged at a much higher level than maybe a slower-paced baseball game. And so, the, and, and TV has, has done such an amazing job of showcasing our sport. The camera angles, the really cool things that ESPN will do this, this week on the field, which is some really creative, um, you know, camera rails and different things like that. It's, it's, it's just it showcases the sport so well. And then you get the dugout shots, you get the emotion, you, you get all that stuff that's so important to our sport. I think it adds a whole other level. So you've got, you've got power, you've got home runs. I, I, think it's, I think it's awesome. These last two seasons that the team put together have been super impressive. What, what does it mean to you to, to be there in Oklahoma City? I mean, this, this, is, this is the pinnacle, right? And we were here before two other times. Um, and the growth of our sport just in the last 15 years is tremendous. Just the stadium itself, uh, the public, the, the fact that we have two ABC games happening this weekend, um, just really, really critical stuff. Um, but this is every little softball player's dream is to play in Oklahoma City in June. It, it's, there's nothing bigger than this. So for our team to have had the composure these last three weeks, um, just the, the grittiness and the resiliency to, to really take it one game at a time because it's a tough road and it's only getting tougher with the parity in our sport. So um, I, I can't wait to see their faces when we take the practice field tomorrow. I know that winning is the objective, but you brought, you taught you, inside this interview, you were telling me about how you care about what's going on with your players mentally and, and how they approach it. How do you allow them to enjoy the moment but also say we got a job to do while we're here. We've been practicing that all year, right? When we played UCLA in February, it's the same message. When we, when we played Michigan at home, which is our biggest series, the same message, you know. So I feel like this isn't something I, I we, we don't have to learn how to do that this weekend. We just have to identify that, hey, there are going to be 20 cameras and 15,000 people watching us while we do it. So let's let's keep that in perspective. You know, let's get excited about that, but also really, really focus on what's happening between the lines and in our dugout. And and our team is so funny. You know, they're very mature. A lot of lot of older players, but they're such they're they're just so protective of kind of our vibe and what we have going. So it's about relying on that. And and the thing the thing that I said to our team in '06 and '07 when we got here, and the thing that I'll preach to them for the next. 48 hours for as long as they'll listen to me is they have one job this week and that's for them to be themselves. They don't have to be extra. They don't have to be more. They have to just be themselves and play the game the way they know how to play it. Kate, good luck with this. I I'm really, really happy for what your team accomplished that, that the series against Arizona state was wild. Like it was really wild. <laughs> and I was, 
I was actually in Arizona. I was down the street, and I was like, it's too damn hot. It's too damn hot to go to the game. But I was out at a bar, and what was super exciting for me is that there were a bunch of people that were in, you know, Dodgers gear and Diamondbacks gear that were watching baseball that had them turn the volume up on the game while while yeah. we were out there at the bar. So seeing it break through that way that that it's a great game and it's got a lot of energy to it. Seeing you guys survive that series and now be able to go over to to Oklahoma City, I think is great. So I I, I really hope you win, but I'm just super proud that you guys were able to get there and and make softball a, a, a destination for sports fans. They're looking for something fun. Thanks. I appreciate that. And I think I think you're right. It's legit. Like it's 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 high level stuff. And these women are really good. They are. And they have a really good coach too. Kate, good luck in Oklahoma City. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate you having me on. Go cats. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.